Welcome to our podcast, where we discuss mindful consumption, personal style, and the quest for living a more intentional life. I'm Alyssa, and I'm a sustainable stylist. I'm Christina, a shopaholic turned minimalist-ish. And I'm Sina, a color consultant and slow fashion style coach. Together, we will unpack the nuances of what it really means to be a conscious consumer and find more joy in what we have right now. So grab your tea, your coffee, whatever your favorite drink of choice is, and join us in the conversation. Let's go. (laughs) So today we're talking about fashion and the fact that, you know, fashion and style, the fact that people tend to call it frivolous and superficial. Why do we even care that much about fashion and style? What do you guys think about that? I used to think it was. I used to think it wasn't a uh, noble, virtuous thing to be into fashion and to like shopping, to like clothes, to like putting time and effort into how I looked um, and putting meaning behind that. And it took a lot of, I think, like work and self-acceptance um, to embrace it as something that, no, this is something that I like and this is something that's important to me and that's okay. My perspective is often tied to money and finances because I was in huge debt. I also had a compulsive shopping issue that was making my debt pay off like almost impossible. And because I was buying clothing a lot, um, I was associating all of those behaviors and like therefore clothing associated with it as bad because I was sabotaging my like financial future and um, using shopping as an emotional crutch. So the fact that I like clothes and shopping, but was doing it to a degree that was fairly destructive made me feel like it was all a bad thing. So over time, when I kind of like healed that relationship and got out of debt and learned to manage my money, I realized that clothing was kind of um, what uh, can be called something like a money dial. Um, There's a finance guy called Ramit Sethi who sort of talks about um, embracing spending money on things you love and clothing can be a money dial. It's something that is, if you find it's important to you, you'll allocate money in your finances to spend there Mm. guilt-free basically as much as you feel comfortable with. Um, And it wasn't until I sort of realized that, that it was like, okay, this is fine. This is good to like. People like this. I have kindred spirits and friends that like it too. So it's like, it can't be bad. I I I loved that. I'm always curious to hear more about how you kind of healed that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you talk a lot about it in your videos, but I'm particularly curious about, yeah, like with clothing. And I wonder if it comes from, like for me, I wonder if it comes from your background also, Christina, does it? I don't know. That could be totally off of coming from a place of like science, like you're a pharmacist during the day. Like I remember I was always in like business school and finance and it was like, I loved like getting dressed was the best part of my day uh, Mm -hmm. and expressing myself in a place that was largely like male dominated at the time. Like this was way, way pre, pre COVID. So Mm -hmm. the dress code was a little bit more like conservative and I always played down the fact that getting dressed was the best part of my day um and I just wonder if it if your your like upbringing and your background and your education and all that like 
came into play at all or if it was purely that financial aspect? No, I think I think you're totally right. I think it did because um, even at one time I remember even wanting to be like I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be a makeup artist. I wanted to be in fashion somehow. But um, the route that I went in high school was like, no, play it safe, get a get a real job, quote unquote. Um, and from the background that I came from, being a creative or a freelance, um, being in freelance of any kind was really not, it wasn't an option. And it's funny that I say this because my sister is an animator and, um, and she is a very successful one, very great at drawing and art, but my parents did nurture that in her because she was talented. Like, mm. like it was very obvious that that was her strength. Whereas for me, it was like, well, you're really smart and you can, you know, you're fairly well-rounded in school and science and whatever, um, find something safe that will, you know, keep you safe financially. And then if you're interested in those creative things, go do that on the side, which is kind of funny because that's sort of what happened. But um, I think in a way it could have been a message that maybe I took as this isn't something serious that you should be interested in, you know, mm. quote unquote serious. A hundred percent. I feel like there are definitely like three main points to this whole discussion. Um, like one thing is that it's actually been proven that, you know, fashion and style can improve your mental well-being and your effect, you know, your effectivity. Mm -hmm. um, another point is that fashion is made and driven entirely by human beings. Um, like the entire supply chain involves human beings, um, animals as well. So just the fact that we talk about fashion as something frivolous is just when it's not true is, um, yeah, it's, I feel like it's really something that we, um, we all kind of need to change that narrative about fashion and style. Um, I never thought meaning. about that. That's so true. Like how there's a person designing it. There's a person cutting the fabric, sewing it, exactly shipping it, like all the way down the line, there's there's yeah. involvement. And um, I would say, depending on who is making it and where and conditions, et cetera, uh, it's a very creative, intensive process. Like there's a lot of that person going into it. And a lot of craftsmanship too, like, mm -hmm. which we, I, I think in the art and age, we kind of forget about that because we don't give our clothes the meaning that it is supposed to have or like that it actually deserves it's been through so many people's hands and the the entire process has been so long before that single t-shirt ends up in your in your wardrobe mm -hmm. um and i think today it's easy to forget all of the, those things because we can get fashion and items and you know new clothing for our wardrobes at such a low cost that we completely neglect how how much work actually goes into one single piece of clothing it's funny. So like going back to your original question, um, I always kind of grew up like in the household of like Bella Figura. So fashion, much like Christina, it was very parallel. Like, no, you have to get a serious job. Da, da, da. Um, but it was always like you look your best and you do that through like how you present yourself and what you wear. But um, so that was kind of like an, an interesting dichotomy. But is that the right word? Dichotomy? Anyway, um, but to your last point, Sina, I think as well, 
like at the macro level fashion is or at the micro level fashion is so important like it goes through so many hands but when we look at it at a global scale like as an industry fashion is one of the most all-encompassing industries that you can think of like it it's not so siloed like others like it involves the agriculture industry transport textile science innovation r&d and i just think it's funny how it doesn't receive the yeah like the, the gravitas that i think it should given how many industries it touches across its the mm. supply chain also so i thought that Thinking was such a, completely... about a, at a more macro level yes yeah i guess um and then taking it down to let's say like oh i don't care about what i wear i'm just going to wear leggings and a t-shirt every day because I don't have time or I have better things to think about. Um, what yeah. would you say to that person? I mean, I feel like I'm always going back to uh, this book by Carolyn Mayer called The Psychology of Fashion. It's a really like small, small like uh, book. It's really easy to read, but it's so important. And there's so many great points in that book. But it it, it touches on the fact that you know, even if you say you don't care about style and you don't care about what you wear, you still wear clothes. So at the end of the day, you still make that decision whether you like it or not. And I think for some people, it's like a big passion to express yourself in a certain way through what you wear. Like you can almost change your identity through what you're wearing. Whereas for others, it doesn't matter all that much, but you're still communicating something to your surroundings, like whether you want it or not. It's so deeply rooted in us as human beings, being able to communicate who we are through what we wear and without the use of words, solely through what we wear. So I think, you know, I just firmly believe that even if you say you don't care about what you wear, you still make a decision. So you you, you still kind of care. Is this like um, enclosed cognition? Because I've read that book as well in your first point about how what you wear actually does have a, an effect on our productivity, on our efficacy, like on our psychology during the day. And I remember there was that study. Definitely like some research made that showed that when people wore certain attire, like yes. business or professional attire, for example, they found themselves to be more trustworthy than when they were wearing casual clothes, for yes. example. So I have a study by Porek and Corin from 2011 looked at the impact that clothing had on mood. Undergrad students, it's, I don't think this is exactly mm. the study that you're talking about, Alyssa, but mm. it's to, to a point. Undergrad student participants were asked to wear a specific type of clothing, such as business attire, casual clothing, <clears throat> or athletic clothing for a day, then completed a series of mood measures. The results show that participants who wore business attire reported feeling more confident, successful, and productive compared to those who wore casual or athletic clothing. And participants who reported higher levels of conscientiousness and need for achievement were more likely to experience positive mood effects from wearing business attire. Hmm. So I would say, I mean, this doesn't mean that you need to be walking around in a business suit and a briefcase every day, but no. because of the associations that people have with this attire versus how they feel maybe in more casual or athletic wear, um, you take on this persona or this idea that, okay, I'm a little bit more serious or I'm going to be a little bit more productive. To me, it's alluding to what you wear ultimately matters. And I've experienced this in my own life. Like I used to, like in COVID, I was rocking sweats and leggings all the time. And I just felt really like, not, not to knock sweats and leggings because there is a time and a place and you can make that look so cute. 
can look cute as hell, street mm-hmm, style. Right we on. love it. But um, like, for example, well, I'm in like sweatpants and a tank top right now. Um, and I know that I would probably feel a lot more put together and maybe my shoulders would sit sit taller and back. And I just can get more work done versus like if I roll out of bed and start working on my computer, I don't, I feel like I can't get my day started almost. So for me, getting dressed in quote unquote real clothes has done wonders for my productivity, but it just makes me feel like it's a step in that routine that makes me feel like I can get started. Yeah, no, I was actually just thinking like, because, um, yeah, I, I wrote a, an Instagram post about it the other day. It was kind of inspired by um, another uh, Instagram account that I follow. I, I think it's actually called Psychology of Fashion, that Instagram account. I don't think it's... I love I'm her. not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's co- uh, directly linked to the book, but she talks a lot about, like, she shares, like, daily snippets and why it's so important um, to link those two together, fa- fashion and psychology. Generally, yes, yeah, so if you don't follow that account, definitely do. Because uh, she talked about dopamine dressing the other day and it inspired me to write a post about it because I think that's exactly what happens. Kind of what you just explained, Christina, that when you get dressed, like you feel so much better and you get that rush similar to similar to in like a shopping situation where you get that rush of like buying something new and exciting. You can actually transfer that feeling into your existing wardrobe and generally into your mental state when you're wearing something that really empowers you and I found that you know I just find that so amazing that we can we can do that just by giving you know but we don't necessarily need to shop to get that rush we can actually get it just by making more of an effort in our daily lives and in the way that we dress I find that super interesting and I think even the opposite can be true like think about something that just feels so unlike yourself and think about an outfit where you're just like oh my god I hate this and you stand differently you're more self-conscious I think it goes to that idea of the clothes wearing you versus you wearing the clothes Um, and going back to the person that you know our our avatar of a person who only wears jeans and leggings or thinks that getting dressed is a frivolity or a, like, why should we care about that? I mean, I think I would argue that in that person's like style dial, let's say, then maybe they value utility. They value comfort. So there's still some values there in getting dressed. I think it's just a matter of what it is for you. That was so well said, Christina. I think we talk a lot about that in our three words. I'm I'm sure, Sina, when you or when both of you work with with clients, I don't know if you ever get this, but a lot of times people shy away from uh, one of their words being comfortable or utilitarian. It's like, oh, I know it's boring, but it's like, mm, no, to your point, Christina, like it's if it if it brings you that sense of confidence and ease and like you can move through your day with a really good flow, then fantastic. Like Mm -hmm. use it. Um, Yeah. If the, if it's tight or binding in any way, I don't want to wear that. I don't like, I want to be able to eat. I want to be able to sit down. I don't want, you know, um, like things pressing into me or indents when I take the clothes (laughs) off, you know, at the end of the day. (laughs) Do you guys Um, have like, areas where you compromise sometimes because I feel like I definitely have like you know sometimes especially if you're going out then it's not necessarily the most comfortable sweatshirt 
kind of, you know, something can be just on the edge, not like uncomfortable because I would never wear something super uncomfortable. But do you ever make like compromises in the sake of like for the sake of the outfit or feeling stylish? Yeah, I do a lot with the shoes, I think. If it's like an event or something, like we're going to dinner, I'm like, this is my opportunity to wear like my little kitten heel or something, which I don't, I wouldn't, honestly, it's not a core part of my style in the everyday, just, I guess, heels and cuter shoes for me are more of an occasion thing, but they make me feel amazing. And I really like to take those opportunities when we can wear them and I don't have to walk very far. (laughs) Yeah. Because I live a very pedestrian lifestyle otherwise, so comfortable shoes are really important. Um, but when it's, you know, when it's time to look to look cute and to add that little slinky little heel, then I'll throw that in. But my feet hurt usually at the end of the day. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, it, it, for me, it's more on the, on the actual style side. Like I'll wear something that feels more fussy. It's like not so much about the comfort, but like I'll wear something like I have that purple sort of fringy skirt and it's like, that is very, very outside. Like that has is that zero. The flap, like the flapper girl. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The like lavender. Yeah. And it's like, that is, there are almost zero elements that align with my own personal style with that mm. skirt, but it's, it's so fun. <laughs> And like, it's more of like a statement, maybe. For you. Yes, exactly. So sometimes when I wear that, it can be on the edge of like, oh, is this too costumey? Do I feel like myself? And there's a bit of a, there's a bit of like a an internal struggle there, kind of like you, Christina. Like I'll, I'll there has to be the right time. Like I'll dress it down or I'll style it with something that doesn't feel so. But still, you kind of, hmm. it's kind of like, is the clothing wearing me? That's one of those instances. No, own it. You own, yeah. it. Like, you own that. Own that skirt. <laughs> Looks great. <laughs> Sina, what about you? Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Like, I definitely have like with you, Christina. For me, it's often with the shoes. Like, I will wear a pair of like pointed ballet flats, and I know they're not as comfortable as a pair of like Birkenstocks or sneakers, but mm-hmm. I find them cute, so I will wear them if I don't have to walk around the entire day. And then I also feel like I have like two, like almost two style personas. I have one style persona during the weekend when I'm a mom and I'm at home and I have another style persona like during the day when I'm out meeting clients or if I'm working. But I try to kind of have a connection between the two so that I still feel somewhat stylish um, during the weekends when I'm when I'm at home. I feel like that's the biggest struggle. Like I feel more comfortable and at ease if I'm wearing a pair of old jeans during the weekends because I won't worry about the knees getting busted or worn out because you know, and I say this, I feel like I've said it so many times in some of my recent videos that, you know, when you're a mom and you have so much playtime on the floor, your jeans are just going to get so beaten and so worn out. So what is more like comfortable and easy, but still stylish somehow during the weekend is sometimes quite different from what I wear like on a day-to-day basis. And I will actually, I will change my outfit. Like when I get home from the office, I will change my outfit when I get home because I don't want to ruin my my nicer workwear. Definitely have at-home clothes. Sina, I wanted to ask you as a mom, um, do you ever come across a feeling of any guilt or wanting to put time, money, and effort into clothes and style now that you have a kid? Because my sister 
she loves clothes and and all that stuff too. We talk about it where we have our like little chats about it on on the phone and whatever. Um, and sometimes I get this sense of from her is like, oh, I bought too many things, or you know, I shouldn't be buying this because that money might might better go to to the kids, or mm. they need I need this to buy them this or something. And to me, it's you know, it's not a and it's not like a a financial issue or a money issue. It's just more like oh, I shouldn't, I, my money could be better spent elsewhere. I shouldn't, it's almost like I shouldn't be valuing this because now I have the kids are the first priority. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely like recognize that feeling just because again, you know, that whole, to get back to like the main topic of today's episode, like fashion is frivolous, it's without meaning. That's so, yeah, definitely I do kind of recognize that feeling within me somewhere, but it's actually more, you know, in the morning or generally like before I left today to go down here and record this episode I just wanted to take 30 minutes for myself to get myself ready and kind of put on some makeup um because that's important to me like I feel better when I've made the effort but I but that's where I can really get struck by that um yeah that that feeling of guilt like taking that time to kind of groom myself and make myself look a particular way and go through my wardrobe and put together an outfit instead of spending that time with her like sometimes she'll like pull my pull my my uh the uh my pant or no what do you say like not yeah. my pants she'll pull like the, the leg of my my pants trousers. and be like mom yeah yeah my trousers you want to like play with me and I I'm like yeah but I can't right now because I need to stand here in front of the mirror and that's where <laughs> that's really where I sometimes feel a bit guilty about like taking that time but at the same time I feel like you know I don't know on some level I I want to teach her as well that it's it's okay to want to look good yeah and take that time for yourself yeah I think I, I really think another level of like why fashion is not without meaning is because it it can help you achieve a kinder self-image like if you mm. at least if you if you're at a good level um or you reach a good level with your your style persona or your your style identity I feel like it can really teach you to look back at your re- reflection with more I don't know with more gratitude and be more kind to yourself really that's huge Sina that's really beautiful yeah I don't know if you guys recognize that like in your own journey I've learned more about myself through my closet and getting dressed and understanding my style than I have any other way. Like you, yeah. That's why I really believe that it's, it can't be a frivolous thing, especially if you just think a little deeper about it. Like for me, it was part of healing my relationship with myself, my money, my own image and it was part of just me accepting what I like and I think a lot of us don't even know what we like sometimes we don't really know ourselves because we're either so busy or you know there could be poor relationships with ourselves or the focus is somewhere else and it's like when you sit down to think and reflect about it it's like who am I what do I like and fashion can be part of that it really can and there's almost like a societal message sometimes that fashion is frivolous and spending a lot of money on those things is frivolous or that's not a good investment. But it's like, if that's what you value and you have the money and it makes you excited, like who cares? Own it. Or like Pokemon cards or video games. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just different. Like 
different strokes for different folks. And I think the more you accept that, I think, um, yeah, the more you can have fun with it, I think. Yes. I think you're so, yeah, you're so right. Like everyone has different priorities and who are we to judge what's frivolous or not. I guess when it becomes from the lens of like slow fashion, when it becomes problematic is if you're just doing it like mindlessly and you have like, but I don't, or I don't know now I'm like, Oh, is that judgy to be like, who am I to say they're shopping mindlessly? Maybe they have like a thousand Hermes, but they've bought everyone with intention and there there's a story behind it. So who knows actually? Yeah. That's a really, yeah. Yeah. I think only you can sort of determine that, but even, um, for me, I knew, uh, as like a chronic shopper, all that stuff, I knew what I was doing was self-destructive in a way for a long time. It was that very black and white thinking of like buying all the clothes to buying none of the clothes. But then I realized like, no, I still want to shop sometimes. I, I, this is something, this is a behavior and like a need even that I, that will never go away you'll always need to consume at some point. Mm-hmm. And so it's more the relationship that you have with it and setting boundaries and barriers to mm-hmm. keep it in check, but also to have some fun with it guilt-free. But what it came down to for me was embracing that fashion clothes, getting dressed style was something that was important to me. And not that I had to buy something new all the time to exercise that, but if, if, if shopping is part of that for you, part of that experience um, and part of that evolution in style and how you value it and change it, then that can be, that's okay. I feel like, I feel like we've been on kind of similar journeys, like similar to what you say, Christina, that you enter this, like, you know, you're going into the slow fashion path. So you kind of go from consuming a lot to consuming nothing. And then you find a sweet spot in the middle. And there's a lot of like lessons to be learned in between. And I think that's really important for anyone who wants to dive into slow fashion to make those experiences on their own. And I think it's still like, no matter what, I think it's still important to challenge yourself, like on the consumption part, like, because that is after all the biggest issue with the current industry and um, how it's put together now that we're we're you know consuming way too much but like you say then along the way you you've learned that well you can actually still consume as long as you do it mindfully so but you need to figure out what that means somewhere along the way and you need to figure out what that looks like for you and what works for you because it's it's something that you gotta have to learn to sustain in the long run as well and yeah. like you said, like, I don't believe either that consuming nothing is a, is a, you know, a solution, <laughs> a sustainable solution either, because it's a basic need, like getting dressed is a basic mm-hmm. need. And um, yeah, and for some people shopping is a form of leisure. And that's just how it is. And you got to mm-hmm. find ways where you can combine those two, like the basic need with the with the leisure of shopping, but in a way yeah. where we're not destroying the planet at mm-hmm. the same time. Or our yeah, self-esteem. Yeah. And as you say, it's a, it's leisure. It's a way to spend time. People, people find joy and connection in that. And, but I mean, even from my perspective, it was in the camp of shopping is bad all Mm. the time. There's no good form of shopping. And, you know, that's the way that I looked at it for a long time. And it's like, oh no, but maybe I like, I want to go spend time with my mom and my sister and we're going to go shopping or something. 
we don't have to all the time, but there's, uh, there's value and something healthy in there in that too. Mm. But I connected even shopping as something that was a frivolity as well. Mm. I think it's nice when we have these discussions or these conversations, because I feel like, you know, in the comment section, sometimes on, on various like social platforms where we can all ask the community kind of remind each other that it is with meaning and it's not meaning mm-hmm. meaningless like sometimes I definitely forget just with my job like sometimes when I meet people in the real world and they ask me what I do sometimes I feel kind of ashamed to say what I do because I'm afraid to be met with this mm-hmm. what does that what is that and how can you make money up of that and do people yeah. really care that much and it makes me really um it makes me kind of lose some of that confidence but then it's, then it's nice that you can kind of tune into these communities and kind of reconnect with that feeling and be like hey you know what yeah it is important and I'm not gonna let other people's opinions tell me that it's not important I think especially in the space that we are in like it's that education around like I we haven't even touched on how fashion at this point in time from like a cultural perspective, like what you choose to wear can also be an assertion of your values in terms of like, this is secondhand. I bought this at a local store. Like there's, there's so much of that as well. And even if it just comes from starting a conversation with friends and family, like, oh yeah, like this could have been in landfill, but now I get to wear it and it's awesome. And you can start a whole conversation around, uh, you know, consumption and overconsumption and that so in itself what you wear projects your values and Mm. and can be a conversation starter for some really good good change which I think also makes it a pretty important thing definitely yeah sometimes it's a way I've made friends like right cool I love that band I love your shirt or clothing could even be a it can be a religious communication Mm -hmm. it can be political it can Mm -hmm. be it can be so much so and I think if we neglect to take that into consideration too it's yeah how could it be frivolous yeah that's a good way to end it (laughs) yeah me too (laughs) yeah Thank you so much for joining in our conversation this week. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple and leave us a rating and review. It's one of the best ways to support the Sustain This podcast at zero cost to you. We're also a community-led podcast, so if you have any questions for us, topic requests, or even guests you want to hear from, please send us a DM on Instagram at sustainthis underscore podcast. We read all of our comments and look forward to hearing from you. We hope you join us again next Tuesday, where we'll talk about so much more than clothes. Ciao!